Welcome everyone to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Vogt. Happy Saturday. Hope everyone's having a fantastic weekend and is, is gearing up for the next weekend, making that a fantastic week also. If you've listened to the show, you know we normally start off with ACDC, and that's kind of a, a, one of the favorite uh, rock groups that, I, that I've had over the years. But this time we started with uh, going to the chapel. And the reason for that is that my son got married this Friday uh, to his lovely wife, Kathy. Uh, both great people, love them to death. Uh, they're fantastic, and they had a fantastic wedding. My granddaughter was involved with it, and it went out without a hitch. They got married in the afternoon, and the reception was at night, and everyone had a great time. Also on Thursday, Thursday we went out golfing uh, with the kind of the wedding party, the, the the groomsmen, shall we say, and it was eight of us, and we we had a great time. But I just I killed them, I just destroyed them, I, I wiped them off the face of the earth. Uh, that just my abilities. Now, if you don't know this, in in truth and advertising, shall we say, uh, I record this on a Wednesday, and it airs on a Saturday. So my first first comment about the wedding I, is all true. I have no doubt that, that, that the wedding went off and is going to go off without a hitch. The golfing thing, that's kind of my story, okay? And I'm, and I'm pretty happy with that. And since I'm the one that has the radio program, uh, the people there golfing probably aren't going to be able to dispute it very well. So anyway, uh, but again, congratulations to Josh and Kathy. Um, so happy for you. And uh looking to have a, even a, a richer life than you do now. With that said, can I take you back a little bit? My gosh, it's been over now, my gosh, three months, four months. I'm not really sure. Uh, Joey, Joey's my uh, producer here. I mean, I think it's been something. We're on our fourth month. Uh, I'll put it that way, if I remember right. From once we started, I think we started at the end of May, and now we're into, my goodness, October, the first week of October. Uh, so the, the show, and I, I get this asked all the time, and just this week someone said, well, how did you get on radio? Uh, how did you start to, you know, the idea of having a radio program dedicated for, for sellers to helping them getting their houses sold? And it started really the beginning of all the way back in really the end of last year, beginning of this year, is when I wrote the book. Uh, literally, I wrote the book, Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Sell Your House Fast and for Top Dollar in the St. Louis Metro East. It became a number one bestseller. Um, 1260, The Answer, or should I say 1260 and 95 won The Answer, uh, is uh, contacted me and they said, hey, how about doing a a radio program on a weekly radio program about your book and so you can let people know about what it's going to need or what it's going to take to get their house sold not only sold not just sold but to get top dollar and a fast sale because that's by far uh, is what most sellers want i've been doing this now going on close to two decades uh have a successful team uh, by the way, we're always looking for people to add to the team. Uh, the mark conditions have been fantastic. We haven't seen mark conditions like this for this long of a period of time uh, in years. 
and let me repeat that in years so it's it's a fantastic time to get into real estate uh we we train people we get them up and moving and it can be an exciting fun time uh, to be down on the team but also to be in real estate as i mentioned uh one the other question i get is, is not only the radio station but why did i write the book and as i kind of alluded to is the length of time i've been in and we've had some tremendous success we've been blessed with some tremendous success of helping sellers getting top dollar and fast sale and i decided to put it all into one book because there is so much information out there and much of it is geared mostly for the east coast the west coast I mean, there is probably, I don't know, 50 how to sell your house uh, shows on cable. And they always seem to go on the East Coast, the West Coast. And and those are different markets. They just simply are for various different reasons, culturally, price points, all kinds of different things. But there was nothing really geared for the Metro East and, and the Shiloh and the O'Fallon, Belleville, uh, Mascuda near Sky Air Force Base, all those areas that didn't have, you know, any way to, to, to know what to do. The sellers didn't know what to do. And the sellers were making some decisions they thought were right because they saw it on a TV program, but finding out it was costing them five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars dollars $20,000, uh, things that they didn't need to do, upgrades they didn't have to do, and they weren't going to be a return on investment. And then the double whammy of things that they needed to do uh, was another cost they had to add on to. So it could let into some very bad situations. So that's why I wrote the book, uh, to make it very simple, easy uh, to understand that these are proven. And let me repeat this. this. These are proven steps, 12 proven steps that you, you, you use and you're going to have some success that you, you probably can't believe. So one of the things I'm offering here on the radio program is to get the book free. Uh, absolutely no strings attached. Again, this is a fantastic time to be putting your house in the market. The market hasn't been like this for, for many years. But if you're even thinking about maybe down the road, maybe you have a friend, just so you know, as I said, there's no strings attached. There's nothing you have to do to sign up with us. If there's somebody else that you have, that you have a trusted person in real estate, please use them. Uh, but use the book as a uh, uh, as maybe an outline of, of how you can have even more success. All you need to do is go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com. Get your free book. Put some information in. We will send it directly to your door um once you fill out the information also like us on facebook we really appreciate that we we're on facebook race that sold with brian vote we really would appreciate that and also really excited sometimes people don't get to listen on a saturday morning they just have things going on and i get that um but uh if you missed any parts of the program you can always go back to uh, a podcast, and we have those on iTunes, our Google Play, and you can find us. You can do a very quick search and find out specifically if maybe there's just one section you missed or maybe you want to listen to the whole program. Uh, whatever you want to do, it's just a great way of just getting the information out so people can really, can really have success. I mean, this is your biggest asset for most people, and you want to get this right. And this is the information that I'm wanting to get out to people. I'm just passionate about real estate. I love seeing people succeed, and especially sellers, uh, you know, getting that closing table with a smile on their face. And, and they got through it. Not only they got through it, but they, you know, quite frankly, maybe even had an enjoyable time through the process since they kind of knew what to expect and knew what to do to, to get things going.
With that said, today we're going to be talking about negotiations and why it's so important to be in a win-win situation when you're when it comes to selling your home. In fact, win-wins. No, um, there's nothing else. I mean, quite frankly, win loses. Um, that means somebody's going to lose, and that usually means that this deal isn't going to go through the way it should. And what I mean by that is that when somebody feels that they have the hammer, and this could be the seller, or it could be the buyer, either way, that uh, that hammer comes down, and more times than not, uh, you can have not only you know a very rough rough 30 days, 45 days that, you know, most buyers and sellers don't want to go through. Or you have the situation of somebody just not not playing along and uh, on, on occasion, buyers just walking away and saying, look, I'm not going to buy your home. I mean, within contract, meaning is they agreed to the agreement, but they said that, look, you're just too difficult to work with. So it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. Here's the great news. And the great news about uh, negotiating in this win-win strategy, that's what most people want. I mean, with anything, not just with real estate, but just uh, that's how people want to be treated. And understanding that a buyer is, in many ways, giving you the seller the ultimate compliment. You know, they they love what you've done. They've loved the updating. They love the colors. They love the location, They the school district. Everything is batching, and they see what you have, and they want to put an offer in to try and get what you have. So again, many times we hear, or I should say, the stories we usually hear is that when there is more confrontation. Unfortunately, sometimes that will come from a realtor. The the realtor sometimes, dare I say, not always, but sometimes they take on the hats as if they were lawyers for some reason, that we're we're having a dispute and that, that, that their client has to win, whether it's the buyer or whether it's the seller. And that's just not the direction uh, that leads to really a win-win outcome, and that can lead to really more problems uh, than not. So that's a direction that you really want to go with the win-win. Hey, later on in the program, actually the next segment, I'm going to be talking with the Honorable Mayor Mark Eckert of the city of Belleville, and I'm really excited about that. He's going to have some great information about the city of Belleville, why it's a great place to live there, but also just the things it has that maybe that uh, we just don't know, and that's one of the reasons we're trying to do a series now of the Metro East mayors of giving their input of of some some fun things that we don't know. And just so you know, I learn just as you will learn too. Every time I've done this, we've done other things in the past with, with city officials. And I'm always surprised to find what's going on. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. Having said that, uh, don't forget about the book. Go to readysetsold.org, not.com. Pick up the book uh, during the break. It's an easy thing to do. Hey, I can't wait to talk to Mayor Mark Eckert in the next segment. Please stay tuned. You're listening to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Vogt, and I am so pleased to uh, introduce our next guest. It's someone who I've known for years who has uh, basically, I would say, dedicated his, his life to the city of Belleville, and that's, of course, the Honorable Mayor Mark Eckert. Uh, Mayor, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning, Brian. I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and, and as you say this, We've known each other for some time, but we've uh, done a few of these little segments before along the way for uh, things you recorded, 
and uh, I'm always glad to talk about Belleville and the things that are going on and, and uh, all the good things that are happening here. And, and I think that's the case, too, and that was one of the reasons why we wanted to get on uh, the, the, the actual mayors, the, the leaders of the cities in the Metro East, because you, know, you hear a lot of things. You know, there's the old story of uh, if you if you if you want to get to, uh, depressed, uh, watch the national news. If you want to get really depressed, you know, watch the local news. And and sometimes the the, the true stories and the good stories don't get out. And and that's another reason why it's great to have you with us. And and, and one of the things we wanted to talk about, we talked about earlier before we uh, before we came on air, is is really is is honing down on on some of the maybe the top three things of makes. Belleville, the place to live. Where, if you're if you're living here now, that you you want to stay here and and you have a home that you want to sell, and then you want to move to another location on Belleville, or maybe you've not your first time home buyer and you want to move into a community where they know that you're going to have some some great things happening. So maybe you can start addressing some of those things. Maybe the top three sure. things. Well, I, I I'm trying, my processing my mind where to start. There's so much. Uh, first of all, Brian, I, I think you, um, I, I appreciate your introduction in that, you know, I've lived in Belleville my entire 61 years, and I, I love this city. And, and the one thing about Belleville is Belleville has a volunteer spirit like no other city around. And, and I'm sure every mayor would like to say that or does say it from time to time. But if you just stop and think about Belleville's, what we do thanks to volunteers right off the bat, this coming weekend uh, is chili cook-off. It's all done with volunteers, primarily a small paid staff from the chamber, but volunteers. Art in the Square, uh, number one art show in the nation, six out of the last 10 years, uh, all done by a complete volunteer group. Uh, Oktoberfest, and the, and the festivals go on, the Chris Kindle Market. <clears throat> I'm saying this because one of the exciting things about Belleville, Brian, is we have a downtown. We One of the first things I did when I became mayor uh, in December of 2004 um, we, we, we realized that we had to tackle our downtown because it had really become pretty depressed, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty broken down. And uh, so we did a $7 million streetscape investment starting in, uh, well, the planning was in 2005, construction was 2006 and 2007. But we created the bump outs, the walkability, the new lamppost, that whole new look up and down Main Street, east and west for 13 blocks plus the public square. The core of your city has got to be alive and vibrant, and that's what we did. And then these festivals and the parades and everything that we do as a community, other communities come here for our activities because we truly have not only beautiful architecture of our of our buildings downtown, but we truly have an exciting, vibrant downtown with the streetscape, et cetera. So that was one of the first things we did, and that's one of the attractive things about Belleville. The holidays, it's, there's a, I had one, I've had people come from other cities and say, it's almost like a Norman Rockwell uh, painting uh, at the holidays with the trolley and sand on the square and all the lights. And, and I, I take that as a compliment because a lot of people have pitched in over the years to make these things happen. But the other thing about Belleville, Brian, <clears throat> we're 203 years old this year. We have. I just hung up from a phone conversation with the uh, uh, Philharmonic because I asked them to uh, play uh, at the 21st of October, Saturday morning. We're going to have the rededication of our remodeled city hall. I just moved back in this week. We're unpacking boxes as we speak, and and city hall was built in 19, started in 57, dedicated in 59, and it's a it's a Charles King uh, architecture uh, uh, design. 
and but it needed a lot of work and we made it ADA compliant now and we did a lot of things you're going to people who see it it's it's beautiful what we've done but my point is there's a lot of history and culture in this town we have the uh, second oldest continuous philharmonic in the nation 150 years this year we have the oldest library we have the first kindergarten and we have the number one art show we we have Belleville has culture Belleville has pride Belleville has volunteers. We also have three historic neighborhoods. A lot of people don't know that. We have some fabulous older housing that a lot of people are now reinvesting in. We have a lot of older established neighborhoods that some in the real estate business sometimes overlook because it does take a little elbow grease, but we have some beautifully well-built homes and neighborhoods throughout the city. And we have new construction uh, in various parts of the city and more to be being talked about right now with myself and my economic development department. Belleville is 10 miles long. We got the longest main street. That's not a state highway in the country. Uh, and we have uh, now a university, Lindenwood University, which has been a real shot in the arm to this city, uh, having a university at our old Belleville West campus. That keeps continuing to grow and it brings a whole nother uh, economic boost and it brings a whole nother piece of excitement to the, to the daily living in Belleville. We have done a lot. We've built a new police station. We added a fourth firehouse. We lowered our ISO rating, our insurance rating, to a two. There's only one. There's only 900 fire departments in the nation with a better rating than the city of Belleville's. And we've done a lot of things collectively. Worked on bike trails, connecting uh, parks, and and we work hard with our uh, friend at Scott Air Force Base. You know, Brian, the city of Belleville has the oldest, longest continuous serving military civilian partnership in the nation. 67 years, Bell Scott. And, and we really don't just talk about it. We work every month helping the young men and women at Scott Air Force Base who are serving us and protecting us around the world. Uh, we do things. We just had a big uh, picnic for their families of all the servicemen and women who are deployed. I'm really proud of this city. Um, we have a great sister cities partnership with Paderborn, Germany. And, and it's, it's Belleville's alive and well. It's exciting. There's a lot going on, more than ever. Uh, we've, we've done a lot. We reinvested in our Carnegie Library a million dollars a couple years ago. And, uh, and we've done a lot of other things that in, uh, investors and realtors probably need to know, such as making major repairs to our wastewater treatment state, uh, plant so that we can continue to grow and that we can continue to solve problems that some cities are being plagued with that we finally have hit head on. So there's a lot of infrastructure work improvements. The next thing is 6th to 17th Street. We're going to be doing the streetscape from 6th to 17th Street going west on Main. It'll start in the spring of 2018, and uh, we're going to lift up that area just like we did downtown in North Illinois Street. So it's an exciting time. I'm, I'm very fortunate to serve as mayor. Mayor in Belleville is full-time, and uh, it, it's a pleasure to serve here. I just got elected to my fourth term. And I've been blessed to have great people in this city, but I go back to what I started out with. The volunteer spirit in Belleville is second to none. Growing up, uh, like you, I lived in parts of, uh, in the Metro East, but near Belleville my whole life. And I remember uh, Belleville was the place to be, and then as years went past, it was, well, why go down to Belleville? And I, I sometimes, and I mean this sincerely, I have to pinch myself that Belleville, and especially downtown Belleville, but other areas, have become a destination point. It's where we, we, people we are, go. You know. You're right, Brian, and I'm proud of that. And it's taken a lot of people. It's not just Mark Eckert by any means. 
I'm proud of our downtown, our outside dining. The Route 15 corridor has got some really exciting times ahead of us. And, and I, I agree with you. We've become a destination again, whether it's Eckert's Orchards, which is no relation to me, but a wonderful place that people come from all over the, the, uh, the St. Louis metropolitan area. To We've got some neat things. And, and one, of the, one of the things we just got to do, and that's why I appreciate you calling me today, we've got to tell the story better of what all good things are going on in Belleville, and we've got to continue to recruit people to come over here because we, we are a very diverse community today, and we're very proud of all the things we got going absolutely and we're going to end this segment here but just so you know we're going to be in the next segment we'll be talking more to the mayor of belleville uh the honorable mark eckert you're listening to ready set soul with your host brian vote Welcome back to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Vogt. And I am so pleased and honored to have, uh, again, the mayor of Belleville, the Honorable Mark Eckert. Uh, we've been talking in the earlier segment, uh, my goodness, there's a laundry list. There's so many things I was trying to write down. And one of the things I love about these, these, these interview uh, opportunities is what you learn. And some of the things that we talked uh, during the break about were, were amazing that I, I had no idea. And, and again, I've lived in the area the, uh, my entire life. So that's a cool thing. One of the things I wanted to talk about uh, with you, though, Mayor, is, mm-hmm. is, is simply that the housing opportunities uh, whether you're selling your home, whether you're moving to from the east side to the west side, the west side to the south side, from a tradi- you know m- more of a traditional house to a historic house or historic house to whatever, the diversity that's available probably is second to none throughout the whole entire Metro East. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I, I would agree, Brian, and, and and you know I'm very partial, but I, I think you just got to drive around a little bit. You will see that um, Belleville has a variety, a variety of housing stock uh, different than most cities. But now, first of all, we're bigger than most cities. We are the largest city south of Springfield, and we are the county seat. But and we are 203 years old. But with that, we have those historic homes. We have three historic districts. We have one national uh, historic registry district. But we have um, we have some great, great, solid housing neighborhoods that you know some people would say oh they're older well I, I was told many years ago we don't have older housing we have established housing and i think it's all how do you look at it but there's some great places for young families to uh, put a little equity in put a little sweat equity in and and there's some great neighborhoods we have great schools which make neighborhoods we are working hard as a city to work on infrastructure in school neighborhoods and church neighborhoods uh, you know, so all these things people sometimes overlook. New houses maybe uh, probably are easier to sell. One of the things I think Belleville has mistaken on or made a mistake about in recent years, we haven't told the story, and we need to better educate realtors and our public about all the great hidden things that are out there. We have some new housing. Uh, we have a couple new housing uh, uh, developers talking to us right now about some new possibilities. Uh, you know, the area around Belleville West High School on the Frank Scott Parkway, you know, just barely got started and the recession hit hard. And the housing market recession, actually, as you know, hit probably the year before the, the recession fell out of the bottom, fell out of everything. And so it slowed down greatly. But we're back talking to a lot of people about some new housing starts. 
Uh, we got uh, one gentleman in a group that's talking about some new estate homes, and, and that seems to be getting closer. But there's always, you know, new development is tough to get going at times, and there's a lot of, uh, lot of hurdles. But we are we have so many older neighborhoods that have um, really improved. And, and what I notice is when we take a new road and do a road improvement, a lot of it becomes contagious. People start to fix things up. Um, you know, we cut 17th Street through. Uh, when I was a kid, it dead-ended in a 500 block of uh, South 17th. Not even a kid. It did 10 years ago. But we now took it through to Route 15 out there at Bevel Crossing. And and I noticed on 17th Street how many people, once we opened that road up and put in the new sidewalks and the turn lane and the, and the, and the new pavement and extended that out to the highway, how many people started fixing things up? And then we put the park. And there's just so many examples of revitalization going on in Belleville that um, sometimes we we don't get out and tell the story enough about all the good things that are going on. You know, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, and one note that I always, always am surprised by, and yes, I've lived here and I've sold real estate now for going on two decades, uh, is there are pockets, I think, of off of 28th Street. There's there's certain streets or certain things that are... Are, are, yeah, they, they are just absolutely amazing. It doesn't mean that the other area around it isn't no. nice, but they just no. stand out. And those are no, like you, hidden you, treasures. You are 100%. Okay, Cambridge Court, Woodland yes. Court. You get on the east end off of Garden Boulevard at Edison Place. Mm-hmm. There's some places that, you're right, they are just, um, they are absolutely well-kept secrets, I think. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the thing about it is that's so neat with Belleville, almost anywhere you go, you're convenient to a shopping center, uh, a grocery store, a school, a church, and and no matter what neighborhood in our 10-mile-long city you choose, uh, there's something for everybody. There's new housing. You know, we we built the new housing out there behind the new Walmart and Lowe's, and and a lot of people, you know, said, oh, that's kind of, they all look a lot alike. But, you know, a lot of the military people love the amenities. They love being next to that new Wingate school. They love being close to Scott Air Force Base. And some of those places filled up quicker than I ever would have believed they have. The the Archers has had several additions and continues to grow in an unbelievable way. Maple Hill Subdivision, Sunset Ridge, Woodridge over off of by Roosevelt School in a neighborhood. I don't live in Woodridge, but I live over in the older part near Roosevelt. And, and and that area is just such solid, beautiful homes and beautiful families. There's a lot of well-kept secrets in Belleville. And, uh, you know, as the mayor and as our elected officials, we got to get out and work with everybody to educate them and to continue to tell the story because we, we have a great, exciting town right now. It's growing again. <laughs> And it's, uh, it's, it's very vibrant. It's the place to be and visit. I agree. And, Mayor, we ran out of time, I'm sorry to say, but I, I, I truly love the enthusiasm. I think that I know there's been a lot of volunteers. I know there have been uh, a lot of people involved with this effort. But it, 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 takes, it takes one to start it, and, and you have been that leader. Uh, you really have. You've seen the vision. You've been able to move the vision. So, so kudos to you. Uh, you've done a great job, and I know you're going to continue to do even a better job job as we move forward. I enjoy it, Brian, and I thank you for that. And I look forward to uh, you or any of your associates answering any questions at any time you ever have about Belleville. Uh, next to my family is the favorite topic to talk about. That sounds great. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, you've been listening to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. We will be back shortly.
Hey, welcome back to Ready, Set, Soul. I am your host, Brian Boat. What we're talking about today is, is, and you just listened to the uh, the mayor of Belleville, and, and, you know, one of the things about the mayor that, that I truly uh, respect about him is you may disagree, you may not always agree with, with what he does, uh, but I haven't found anybody that doesn't understand the love that he has for the city of Belleville and the dedication. So like I said, you don't always have to agree with people, but uh, the mayor of, uh, 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 of Belleville is, is, is truly amazing in, in not only his knowledge, but also in his uh, love for the city. And I think that's why we've had the success that uh, they've had. Uh, it's a large part of it. So with that, now we're moving back into as far as negotiations and, and the idea of having a win-win situation, why that's so important. We kind of we, we kind of left you in the first segment talking about why it's so important win-win. Understanding is, is, is that it can be, on occasion, it can be a situation of money so that there may be negotiations back and forth, uh, you know, maybe a couple of things, maybe, maybe once or twice usually doesn't you know, isn't that long uh, as far as pricing goes between a buyer and seller. But just so you know, a win-win can be various different ways. Win-wins can be, and we just had this happen, we know of a seller that put their house on the market, uh, happened to be a high-end house. Uh, Buyers walked in, absolutely loved it, offered exactly what the seller was wanting. Win-win. You know, the, uh, the seller, uh, I actually, you know, in, in fairness, he was a, a seller of ours. Uh, but, uh, but, but basically is, is, you know, gave him the book, kind of went through it, made their decision on what they wanted to put the pricing for. That's always important. And they picked the price for their location, what they were trying to accomplish. We gave them a little consulting with that. And they put it on the market, and in a very, very short period of time, buyer walked in and said, man, I love what you're doing. So again, that's a win-win situation. It doesn't always have to be pricing. But what can it also be is it can be on closing dates. Look, there's, there's no two situations. I've been doing this for a long time. There's no two negotiations that work the same. People are looking for a little bit differently. It could be a different, a little bit change on the closing date. You know, standard is 30 days, but maybe it's a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe if possible, a little bit shorter. And, and that's important to understand. So closing dates can be very important to buyers, and they can be very important to sellers. So can I give you some examples when we're talking about closing dates? That they agreed on pricing, that was not the issue, but the seller was looking to build a house, and they actually had started the process, but they wanted to try to extend the closing out to, to two months instead of the traditional 30 days. Uh, the buyers looked at it. It worked out. Just happened to work out that situation, that they didn't really need to be in that home uh, anything anytime sooner than uh, than the sixty days. And so that was just a very simple fix. So even though closing dates are thirty days, and that's very normal and that's very traditional, it doesn't mean that uh, again your agent, you as a seller, potentially the buyer, can't work out what's the best solution. Uh, to to an issue doesn't always mean it's going to work out, but at least you can have a conversation. Many times, uh, there's a lot of give and take on closing dates and closing times. I will say, 
when we talked about you know when there isn't that win-win situation whether either it's the seller or the buyer uh, that creates a lot of issues it creates a lot of problems and to give you an example um, just heard a story about a buyer that was just hammering the seller, just hammering them on price, hammering on, on just about everything, the, the home inspection, and just looking to get every, every small little honeydew thing done. Whether that's good or bad, that's up to them, but it was just one thing after another. And all of a sudden, the buyer realized that the, the process was going you know very smoothly, and they could possibly get in sooner into the house. And they were planning on closing on the 5th of a particular month, and they found they could get on the 29th. And since they were renting, that would be a, a big plus for them, you know, save them $1,000, $1,500. Well, guess what? They asked the sellers, and the sellers said no. And so all those things that they had, you know, put in and uh, things they made the sellers go through, uh, they stuck to the date, and they had to pay additional $1,500 just by not trying to work with people a little bit better, of not having that hammer down. There may be situations where it makes sense, okay, but rarely does that ever happen. So it's important to know that, and as I said before, most buyers and sellers get that. So I'm really talking to a small group of people here, but I think it's important for the, even that small group of people to know that, that what works best, because ultimately that's what you're looking for. You're having a win-win situation where the buyer gets what they want and the seller also gets to move what they want and get on with their lives or where they're moving to their next adventure. And that becomes so, so important. One thing I also wanted to bring up in this segment too, though, is, is one of the great questions you can ask when you're interviewing an agent, and that is what is their negotiating style? Now, First off, hopefully they're going to say a win-win. Now, if they don't say anything, that could be a concern because negotiations is part of what we do in, in, in real estate. So if they don't have a strategy, they don't have a certain outcome that they're looking for, that could be a concern. That might be someone that might be weak in negotiations. That may be somebody you don't want to use. But hopefully they're doing a win-win. What you want to stay away from, though, is, and this happens on occasion, not very often, but on occasion, you get the situation where you have the agent that says, I'm going to use a scorch earth policy. I'm going to get you every dime, every nickel, every penny. I'm going to just trounce any buyer or buyer's agent that doesn't give you exactly what you want. And I will get this somehow because it's me. It sounds good. And many times sellers that have taken that approach think that's a great uh, idea initially. But many times those agents in the business, just a little side note, a little secret maybe uh, to tell the listeners, those agents tend to kill more deals than they make just because having that scorched earth policy. Remember, this is a win-win situation. A buyer wants to buy your home. They want to figure out a way to make this work. And if you go in with only I win and you lose, you might be surprised how many times that deals fall away. And so if you have that agent that has that, unless that's what you want, and that's okay, it's your house, your decision, you might want to think twice about that. You might want to interview uh, another agent or two, just making sure that they have your best interest in mind and that this is going to be a smooth transaction. That's so, so important. And really, isn't that what everybody wants? You want to get top dollar, you want to have a fast sale, but you want to have an enjoyable experience. You don't want to be like people we've heard in the past uh, saying is, is I, you know, I, I sold my house, but I don't ever want to do that again. And that's not really how real estate should be. You should have that information, know what you're looking for, and knowing what you need to do. 
Hey, don't go away. We're going to be talking about our $5,000 tip of the week, and you do not want to miss it. Be back in a few. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Soul. I am your host, Brian Vogt. Hey, you're in time for the $5,000 tip of the week. And it has to do with negotiations. And it has to do something that hopefully, hopefully your agent has informed you with. And that's, that's, um, that's what we want to talk about right now. And that, I think it's best to kind of give three stories that actually happened and then give you the tip of what we're looking at. House, first-time home seller, first-time home buyer. They put an offer in. First day. First day hit the market. Wasn't exactly what the sellers wanted. They counteroffered. Buyer walked away. Never to be heard from again. They wound up, you know, later they found out they bought another house. Middle range home. Same situation, except this was about three weeks in. Got an offer in. Uh, the sellers kind of liked it, but they thought, well, maybe we can do a little bit better. Uh, they countered back. Buyers walked away. And the third was this house had been on the market, I believe, about three months. I'm not quite sure, maybe three and a half months. Got an offer in. You kind of know where this is going. It was an offer they could work with, but they decided to go ahead and counter offer it. Buyer walked away. So what does this all things have in common? On occasion, it doesn't happen every day, and it really doesn't. Your first offer may be the only offer you get. Again, what all these three things have in common the sellers were shocked. They couldn't believe it. And when they asked their, uh, their, their agents, well, what happened? They were told, well, it does happen on occasion. All three of them to a person basically said, if I would have known that, it wasn't worth making the counteroffer. The price was good. It was top dollar. I just wanted to see if I could do a little bit better. So it doesn't matter if your house is on the market the first day or the three weeks or three months. It's important to know that that any time during negotiations, if you're going back and forth, that you, the seller, can stop, of course, but the buyer has that right to, to stop also and just break off negotiations and you're done. Doesn't happen that often, especially with hot markets, but it does happen. These three examples I gave was in this year, was in the markets going well. So again, they could work with it, it was in top tower, but they wanted to improve on it. Nothing wrong with that, as long as you know the consequences. And these three people didn't. And that's why I wanted to make it clear to you that you can still move forward and your agent should support you like we do, but you want to make sure that you have the information in front of you to make the decisions. All three of them, as I said before, may have not made the same decision if they knew that the potential of a uh, person walking away, even on the first time around. So that's important. Hey, we're going to be continuing our series uh, next week. Uh, we've had, again, I'd like to thank the mayor, Mark Eckert, for uh, joining us uh, this week. Uh, we really appreciate it. Another shout-out to my son, uh, Josh and Kathy, for the wedding. Uh, again, I know it went fantastic. And next week, we're going to be talking to the mayor of Shiloh, um, Mayor Jim Vernier, talking about uh, that city and all the things it has to offer. So you don't want to miss next week's uh, show also. Hey, during this week, maybe even after the show, go to readysetsoul.org, not.com. Go get the book. It's free, no strings attached. In the meantime, have a fantastic week. See you next time. Bye-bye.